Today, inshallah, I want to finish off the series by mentioning the last two or three that are prevalent characteristics of the munafiqun. The very first one is that these are people who do everything only and only to impress others and only and only to show off to others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in the Quran, You know, how often does it happen that you and I, we are doing something to show off to someone else? But deep down inside our heart, we are saying that I'm doing it for them and I'm doing it also for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's almost as if we're trying to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran that those who have these nifaq characteristics, they choose, they think that they're deceiving Allah, but they're deceiving themselves. But one of the things about these kind of people is that when it comes to doing any act of good, they do not do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they do it to show off to others. They do it to impress others. And Allah says, وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا why are they praying salat only to, in only to impress others? And this is why Rasulullah he says in a hadith that the, the two salat, the two salat that are the most difficult, the most burdensome on any hypocrite is Satul Fajr and Satul Isha. Why do you think that for the hypocrite, Satul Fajr and Satul Isha was very difficult? It's because that they knew that if I come, because remember in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the source of light that came inside Medina was one year before the Prophet ﷺ, he passed away. Otherwise, it was darkness. The, the Masjid Nabawi in itself, it was date palm trees, it was dirt. They didn't even have carpet like we had, they had dirt. And this is why we find in the, even in the books of fiqh, that when you go into sujood and you have dirt, should you wipe it off or not? Why? Because you have to understand context. You have to understand that in this, inside the, the Prophet's mosque, they never had the facilities that we have today nowadays. So think about, it used to be pitch dark. The, the moon, the light that would come from the moon was their source of light. So for a hypocrite at that time, he knew that if I went for Satul Fajr, no one would have seen me that I'm coming for Satul Fajr. If I came for Satul Isha, no one would see that I'm coming for Satul Isha. But if I came for Dhuhr, they would see me that I'm here for Dhuhr. If they see me, if I, if I go for Asr or for Maghrib, they can see me that I'm here. But for Satul Fajr and Satul Isha, since they cannot see me, why would I go anyway? This is the nature of a hypocrite that every single time they want to do something they're more worried about that can I impress someone else or not and subhanallah this is why I mentioned in one of our previous sessions that nifaq is a mard it's a sickness I mentioned this before you know why because when you have this nature that I have to impress him I have to impress him let me do this to impress them then there is a never-ending story. This is the nature of our slavery when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you try to impress others, wallahi, you'll try to impress and impress and impress and you will never be able to impress. And this is why we always say, you, press Allah, you impress Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and that is more easier for a person. And that is why so beautifully Allah mentions a parallel in the Quran. Now, nonetheless, this parallel in the Quran that is in reference to a person who does shirk. But this also applies to a person who tries to do things to impress people versus impressing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and earning the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah gives the example of a man, one man who has one master versus one slave who has many masters. Now if that slave who has many masters, he tries to impress one slave, uh, one master, the other master may get upset. The other master may feel uh, neglected. So that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, does this make sense? that this person is trying to serve so many people or does it make sense that this one slave is trying to only serve one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Daraballahu mathalan rajulan fihi shuraka'u mutashakisuna wa rajulan salaman li rajul. Hal yastawiyani mathala? Are they both equal? They are not equal. Hal yastawiyani mathala? Alhamdulillahi bal aktharuhum la ya'lamun. So this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that we have to stop doing things to impress people. I understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us in a way that we love people's appreciation. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we don't do it for people's appreciation. We do it because I want Allah's pleasure at the end of the day. Because it is Allah's pleasure that is the key to paradise. And that is why I do it. Now on another note, I do have to mention this because this happens so often when it comes to organizations today. And today we see that today people are giving sadaqah and they're taking selfies they're taking they're doing some good and they're taking pictures and videos and so forth there's a difference and i do want to explain this difference because it happens often that this question does come to me see organizations nowadays who are especially uh in the business of charity uh you know one is to take the charity one is dispensing the charity and so forth they have to show their donors that their donation is going in the hands of the right people. So if they take a video and they take photos and so forth, that their donation is going in the right place, there's nothing wrong with that. However, one thing that has to be kept in mind is the person who's giving the donation. See, one is taking the per one, is, one is the person who's taking the video or the photo that to ensure the, the, the donors that their donation is going in the right place. That's one thing. But the person who's actually serving the food or those who are actually on the ground serving and distributing the food and dispensing the zakat and so forth, for them, they should have a clean heart that when I'm doing this, I'm not, I'm not going to stand in a place where the photo is going to be taken so that I'm in the picture. That is where Riyadh comes into the picture. So this is why it is very important. I'm not saying that you don't go and help out. I'm not saying for anyone who is actually part of a charitable organization that you don't do your work. No, most certainly you do your work. But while we are in this, we always take an account of our intention and making sure we're doing it only and only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. The next thing is that these are people that When the time of Salat comes When the time of Salat comes, they become lazy. So it is very important, especially when it comes to our children. Parents, I understand how difficult it is nowadays to teach your children about Salat, to make them um, punctual about Salat, but it's a battle. I understand. See, our children today are not like us. 
or many of us here that we were told two, three times and we are praying Salat. These kids, they need a push over and over again. And so that is why I always urge parents to keep on pushing your children. Today, you may not see the benefit, but one day later, you will see the benefit. When you keep on pushing your kids for Salat, inshallah, eventually they will pick up the nature of being punctual about their Salat. And when it comes to Salat, as we find in the Quran, these are people, the munafiqun, when they will stand up for salat, they will be lazy. They will just try, they will try to get through their salat without any concentration, without any devotion, as if it is a burden, as if they are doing a favor to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they're standing in, standing in salat. And find the last thing when we talk about the munafiqun are such that before I mention this, I want you, I want you to think about this for a moment. Imagine there's a person in the community who's always trying to discourage people from doing good things. Imagine there's a person who's always doing things to show off to others. Imagine there's a person who's always criticizing anyone who's doing any kind of good and so forth. Imagine that one person has attacked you personally. Imagine that one person has attacked your family, has attacked even your family and so forth. What would you say about that kind of person? What would you say about that kind of person if you knew that they're about to pass away? What would you say about that person if you knew that he has passed away? Naturally, naturally, I understand we're human beings. We might feel, you know, okay, you know, Alhamdulillah, he's passed away, you know, or he's gone, you know, and so forth. This is why we say the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was Rahmatul Lil Alameen. Abdullah bin Ubay. He not only did he attack the mission of the Prophet ﷺ, this is the same man who said to the Ansar, This is the same person who put a, a uh, who put a, a slander, who slandered our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. This is the same person who attacked the family of the Prophet. ﷺ. This is the same person who tried to always be a hindrance in the mission of the Prophet ﷺ. Yet Rasulullah teaches us a very valuable lesson. And that was that he was Rahmatul Lil Alameen. He was Rahmatul Lil Alameen for a reason. When Abdullah bin Ubay was on his deathbed, his son comes to the Prophet ﷺ and informs him that my father is about to pass away. What did Rasulullah ﷺ do? He took off his shirt. And, and it's not that as if Rasulullah had a wardrobe full of shirts. No, that was not the case of the Prophet Often we find that he probably had just two. He would wash one and wear one. This was the nature of the Prophet The Prophet was wearing a shirt. He took off that shirt and he says, put this on your father. This is the father. This is the man who hurt Rasulullah at every single step, at every single opportunity, who sided with the Jews of, of, um, of Medina over, over siding with the Muslims and Rasulullah who always was an ally to Banu Quraidha and Banu Nadir and Banu Qaynuqa over Rasulullah yet Rasulullah he took off his shirt and he gave it to his son and not only that but when the time came for his Sadul Janaza he was informed that Abdullah, Abdullah has passed away and he says let me pray Sadul Janaza on him and he stood up and right between him and the Janaza Umar ibn Khattab comes and he says Ya Rasulullah what are you doing? He says, this is the man who said, 
يقولون لئن رجعنا إلى المدينة ليخرجنا الأعز من الأذل. This is the same person who said that when we get back to Medina, the dishonorable. He referred to the Prophet as dishonorable. He referred to the Muhajirun as dishonorable, and he said that the dishonorable will uh, will uh, will exile, and they will remove those who um, the honorable remove will remove the dishonorable from Medina. When we return back to Medina, they were on the way back to Medina from Bani Al Mustalak and so forth. And at that time, he says, Omar Khattab is saying, "Isn't this the same man who said this?" And he says, "Omar, yes, but move out of my way." He says, "Ya Rasul, this is the same person who put a slander, and he slandered our mother Aisha radiAllahu anha." And he says, "Omar, I understand." Move out of the way. And one by one, Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu, he went through the list of every single way that Abdullah bin Ubay has hurt Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And to every single one, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he said, Umar, I understand, move out of the way. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa despite all this, think about being reminded of all the pain at that same time. And yet, he is rahmatul lil alameen. He said, I will still pray Salatul Janazah. And he prayed and he led the Salatul Janazah. It was after this that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he received a wahi from Jibreel alayhi salam that Allah says in the Quran, La tusalli ala ahadim minhum mata abadan wa la taqum ala qabri. Going forward, you know who are the munafiqun. You are to never ever pray salat up upon these people and you are to never ever stand on their grave out of respect no matter how much you love them but you will not stand upon them these are people who did kufr with allah who did kufr with his prophet and they died and they were sinners so that is why we learn from this beautiful nature of the prophet that in this case he was ordered by allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hence he changes nature afterwards but we learn from this nature of the Prophet that even when we have these kind of people in our community and we're gonna have these kind of people who have these kind of characteristics but once again it's not our place that we are judgmental it's not our place that we put labels on others we leave their matter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but if there's a person like this who does pass away in our community then what needs to be our nature towards them? What needs to be our du'as regarding them? We have to always exhibit the mercy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those whose hearts are always clean from nifaq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us death amongst the believers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise us amongst the al-muttaqoon, al-shuhada, al-salihoon on the day of judgment. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us in our upcoming generations from nifaq, ameen, rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Are you tired of all these annoying ads on YouTube? Are you worried that a haram video might pop up? Well, the One Islam TV app is here to solve these problems, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is 100% free of any ads and is safe to browse for your peace of mind. Watch or listen to lectures and lessons while you work, rest or drive with your device switched off. Watch videos on demand or download videos and watch offline. 
Watch hundreds of high-quality produced Islamic reminders, Quran learning videos, stories of the prophets, and so much more. Two to four new videos uploaded daily, inshallah. One Islam TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means a small amount you pay for your subscription is a sadaqah jariya, continuous charity for you as we use the funds raised to continue producing more beneficial videos and reminders, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku so you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 7-day trial. May Allah reward you for supporting our work.